Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about how babies are becoming the victims of legalized marijuana usage. Let me repeat that. This podcast is about how babies, newborns, are becoming the victims of legalized marijuana usage. Well, this is something, I guess, that isn't completely unexpected. The question is, what what does this mean for the decline and fall of America? What is happening is, across the country, we are legalizing marijuana. That's what's going on. Now, I personally am in favor of that, but you have to have some guardrails around it, and it's very clear that we do not. How do we know this? Because babies are now being born addicted to marijuana. How do they know that? Because they take the blood of the baby when the baby is born, immediately after it's born, and they're finding that the babies have marijuana in their bloodstream, which means that the mother is smoking marijuana while she is very, very, very pregnant. And probably not just once or twice, but probably all the time, in which point the baby becomes addicted to marijuana while it's a fetus, and nobody really knows what that does to a fetus because it's a drug, and then the baby's born addicted to marijuana. Well, what does this mean for our country? What does this mean for those babies, that mother? And what do we do with those babies? There's not enough placements around the country to take these babies away and give them to foster parents. There aren't enough foster parents to do it. So now we are inundated with drug-addicted babies. And what does that mean for the health of the baby and their DNA, their development, their brains? And of course, what does that mean for the mother? Is there criminality involved? Even though marijuana is legal, do you really want pregnant women smoking it? Well, that's what's going on, people. That's what we're going to be talking about today. This is a newspaper article that I'll read, and we'll discuss it afterwards. It's from the New York Post newspaper. New York Post newspaper is one of the oldest publications in continuous publications in the United States. Very reputable. It focuses oftentimes on scientific research, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's talk about this. I'll read you the article, and we'll discuss it afterwards. This is from the New York Post. The headline is, quote, how newborns are becoming victims of legalized marijuana use. Quote, the Administration for Children's Services has engaged in pervasive discriminatory practices, according to a lawsuit filed by Shanetto Rivers in federal court last week. Rivers, who is black, claims that the Administration for Children's Services removed her newborn baby from her custody as part of the agency's, quote, disparate treatment of black families, unquote, which, quote, causes lasting intergenerational trauma, unquote. Whether or not the Child Protective Services is racist, Shinetto Rivers is not a good test case, because the facts are clear. A few hours before Miss Rivers gave birth in 2021, she smoked marijuana. And when her child was born, both she and the baby tested positive for marijuana. With marijuana now and then legal in New York State, such findings are no longer reason enough to separate the children from their parents. Nonetheless, Child Protective Services told the hospital not to release the baby to Miss Rivers. The actual positive test was hardly the only reason. Miss Rivers, quote, Miss Rivers has two other children previously removed from her custody because of incidents involving her drugs and alcohol and because she has failed to obtain medical care for one of them. Child Protective Services also says she was smoking weed in the hospital right after the birth. Oh, boy. Quote, 
Because Child Protective Services cannot discuss Ms. Rivers' case, the details are somewhat unclear. But what is clear is that Ms. Rivers has still not been reunified with her other children that she has given birth to. And Ms. Rivers isn't suing over those previous removals, probably because the details wouldn't bolster her case. Substance abuse and caring for small children are rarely a good combination. It's hard enough to do so when you're perfectly sober. Maybe racism is not to blame for all of this mother's problems after all. As more states legalize marijuana use, child welfare agencies are having a harder time detecting when such usage puts the children in harm's way and intervening when necessary. Police departments are now investigating fewer reports of drug use, making it much harder to identify at-risk kids. Even when they do, progressive social service agendas do little to hold these parents accountable. Accountability doesn't mean you have to remove their children. Court-mandated addiction treatment would be an option as well. This kind of intervention could save children from future abuse and neglect. And while there is a strong link between mothers using drugs while they're pregnant and the subsequent maltreatment of their children, according to a 2018 study, over half half of a million babies that were born in California in the year 2006, 61% of those diagnosed with substance exposure were reported to Child Protective Services before the age of one, and nearly one-third, 29.9%, were placed in foster care. We don't accept people driving a car operating heavy machinery when they're high, so why should we believe that they're capable of supervising small children, let alone caring for newborns while smoking pot? The idea that parents should be held accountable for their drug use seems to be foreign to Miss Rivers and the New York Bronx Defenders, a pro bono advocacy group representing her. It also appears to be foreign to the New York Times, which first reported this story and took at face value her lawyer's claim that there was no connection between Miss Rivers' previous child protective cases and her current circumstances. Rather, Miss Rivers is positioned as yet another victim of racism, and instead of being an adult who's capable of making her own decisions for herself and her children, what would possess a woman with two kids in foster care system to smoke weed while being nine months pregnant? As evidence of this racism, the lawsuit cites disparate rates of investigations and removals of black children into foster care without ever noting that black children are three times as likely to die from maltreatment as their white peers. So it would make sense that they're reported and investigated more frequently. A paper earlier this year from the Journal of Child Maltreatment looked at the disparities and risks to children as measured by factors like child poverty and infant mortality. Black children had much higher risk levels, more than twice as high for infant mortality, for instance. Then they compared disparities in those risk factors to disparities in reporting suspected abuse or neglect cases to child protective services. The authors of the research study concluded, quote, available data provides no evidence that black children are overreported relative to the observed risks and harms related to non-child protective services data. The Bronx, New York defenders also point in Rivers' lawsuit to a recent report which surveyed 50 child protective services workers of color in an agency with thousands of employees about the existence of structural racism in the system. The authors found that the that most volunteers who wanted to participate, all were minorities, and no white people were allowed to participate, said that the agency was structurally racist. Talk about leading the science. 
But of course, it's perfectly plausible that individual caseworkers are racist or that their personal biases are influencing their decisions. But the evidence presented by Rivers and her lawyers is hardly convincing. Well, there you have it. There's, those are the battlegrounds. I mean, it's, that's the story in the newspaper. Uh, that's what I read, word for word. You can make up your own mind. But this is what people are now seeing all across the country. Because marijuana is legal, people are smoking it more, including pregnant women. Women, by the way, also drink while they're pregnant. And of course, you know what fetal alcohol syndrome is, FAS. Those are the uh, deformities and birth defects that are caused by women consuming alcohol while they are pregnant. So you have a situation where you have a drug that is now becoming vastly more available, legal. I mean, it's being sold in most states in one form or another in a legalized fashion. And now you have a situation where women are smoking it while they're pregnant. They shouldn't. They're told not to, but they do it anyway. So what does that mean for the fetus? What kind of deformities are we about to see? What kind of genetic abnormalities? What kind of DNA disfigurement? Or what kind of brain damage are we going to have? I don't know. I'm, you know. I'm not the researcher. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not pretending to be. I'm asking the questions. So in this case, you have a woman who's had two other kids uh, removed from her due to drug abuse and maltreatment and neglect. She has a third kid. While she's nine months pregnant, she's smoking pot. The kid is born addicted to marijuana. And then she says, hey, the only reason that they took the child away from me was because the agency is structurally racist. Personally, I don't believe that. I don't think it's that her baby was removed from her because somebody was racist. I think the baby was removed from her because they're trying to protect the baby from her. She's the one that's the problem, not the agency. That's in my opinion. You might have a different opinion. You're entitled to it, but... This is what's happening across the country. You know, Child Protective Services is trying to do their job. And even if they remove the kids, where would you put them all? There's not enough foster homes for babies. Babies are very labor intensive, very expensive for a foster placement. They don't exist. I mean, there's only a few of them and there's just not enough for all the people that are drinking and using drugs while they are pregnant. I mean, let's face it. We've had, we are under an avalanche of drugs and alcohol in this country. And women are no exception. Some of them don't even know they're pregnant early on and they continue their drug and alcohol use. But this, in this case, she's nine months pregnant, not even plausible that she didn't know she was pregnant when she was smoking right prior to giving birth to the child. So there you have it. This is what's going on in America. What does this mean for the future generation? And what does this mean for the taxpayer? And what does it mean when people can sit there and tie up our court system with allegations of racism against child protective services when they themselves are drug addicted and are not protecting their own fetuses. Welcome to modern America. And is this not yet another sign of the decline and fall of America? I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the great Misty Beyond wishing you a great day.